0: Ladies and gentlemen, hedge fund managers and lemonade stand specialists, I hope you brought your financial portfolio, your professionally groomed Shih Tzu, and a small army of harried personal assistants, because this is Brand Standing. I'll be your host for this Totally Real podcast, which features real entrepreneurs really battling it out to win the favor of investors, and most importantly, you. If you listened to season one of this podcast, you may have heard a member of our legal team, whatever that means, try to tell you that this show is in fact based on a fabulously fun improv game coming to Kickstarter in a few weeks. She, for reasons totally unknown to me, suggested that 30 minutes prior to each recording session, each of our founders was given two pieces of information. The first, a type of business, hair salon, billiard parlor, Polish bakery, etc. The second, a demographic, alchemists, industrialists millionaires, people who love Polish bakeries. They then had to pitch that idea to our judges. And if the idea
1: is lean and the pitch is clean, they might end up backflipping off a cliff of freshly printed Andrew Jacksons into a cool freshwater lagoon of stock options.
0: Grandstanding Judge Tony Vicinda, what brings you to my secret lawyer-proof lair?
1: Well, while I'm following up with our winner from season one and getting ready for our live show in Chicago on May 26th, I thought we'd share a special bonus episode with our faithful listeners. You know, I'm all about collaboration, and we really need to reach out to our listeners for some help on this one.
0: Well, don't let me get in the way. By all means, let her rip. And by her, I mean knowledge. And by rip, I mean tell it to the people.
1: Well, dear listeners, on this episode of Brandstanding, you're about to hear founder Dr. Ken Sagendorf. Dr. Ken pitched fellow judge Jim Brown an idea that has been eating away at me for a little bit. Without giving too much away, I was very intrigued by his business idea, but also sort of felt like I should call the police.
0: Intriguing. Care to share any of your thoughts? I'd rather let the listeners make up
1: their own minds. But let's say if Taylor was here, she'd say that Dr. Ken was tasked with coming up with a dry cleaner for cannibals, which, of course, he wasn't. Jen and I were a little divided on how we should deal with this very intriguing, but very disturbing idea. So we want our listeners to weigh in. Should we invest or should we arrest? After you listen to this pitch, you can head over to brandstanding.show and decide what we should do with Ken.
0: Well, there it is, folks. Prepare to sink your teeth into this brand-standing bonus episode with Dr. Ken Sagendorf and Eat People Dry Cleaners.
2: Hi, Jen. Hi, Tony. My name is Ken Sagendorf. Uh, I'm with Eat People Dry Cleaners. For the last 26 years, I have been uh, a sausage cook at the New York State Fair with a friend of mine's business, and I've gotten to watch people eat without them realizing that other people are around. They just enjoy eating, and it's messy. And so what 26 years of, of cooking sausage for 16 hours a day has given me is the ability to, to work with the best cleaners on the planet and figure out what really works uh, when people are eating flesh and not worrying about the mess it makes. My opportunity to cook sausage has really uh, given me the opportunity to play with cleaners that are the best at getting flesh-related uh, stains out of clothing. And and because I also have a bunch of science degrees, I've been playing with these cleaners in the process of using dry cleaning in a way that we would use a normal washing machine but focused on these uh, kind of flesh-related stains that might occur in your clothing. And here's really uh, the place that we need to go after with the dry cleaning uh, process. The world population is growing. Our agriculture is not going to do enough. And so we're all going to end up, end up eating people sooner or later. Wait, 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 wait. Um, go, go back for a second. A couple things that we should know is there is a burgeoning industry of cannibalism, just like cannabis was an underground industry for some time. Cannibalism will be the next one, I predict, Um, like urban cannibals in Atlanta, Georgia and the cannibal restaurant in Los Angeles um, that are making it chic.
3: So. so while overseas, I'm gonna I'm gonna dig into this a little bit more. Uh, have you been to these establishments? Do you know what these kind of customers or products for customers are going to look like?
2: Well, here's what we do know. I have been to these restaurants and I've talking with these re- I've spoken with these restaurant owners and, and what we find out is that they are struggling to find cleaners. Um, that specifically work on their linens. So we've been able to test our uh, cleaners and methods, dry cleaning methods uh, in those restaurants here in the U.S. And, and really, we're knocking it out of the park in terms of getting those stains uh, out of their linens. And we, we realize we're ready to go right to people's clothes.
1: So uh, it sounds like you're trying to market home use, but you've got a lot of connections in the restaurant industry. Tell me a little bit more about how you plan on kind of getting Getting the word out there and marketing this business to the average consumer.
2: Part of this is making sure that we can uh, approach the cannibalism industry with um, an idea that it's okay to be you. So we've started with a Twitter handle called at eat people. And all of our social media around that eat people with an exclamation point on the end of it. uh, So that people become more comfortable with being themselves as cannibals so that it comes out from behind the scenes and it's no longer a, a horror movie genre because it's it's real and there's nothing wrong with it. And so imagery of, of, of people eating ribs and turkey legs is fully acceptable. And so why can't it be acceptable with human ribs and human legs?
3: You know, I think I misjudged you a little bit in the beginning. I was a little concerned you were another one of those, like, flashy entrepreneurs coming in here talking about the next great thing. And and that idea of, like, authenticity is really big right now. Like, it sells. It's millennials killed Applebee's. So you don't know who's behind Applebee's. You don't know the person that's there. So that's why it's dead now. And this idea of, like, really embracing who you are is... is really fascinating to me i think it's something that i i want to hear like like who who are you ken aside from this sausage maker for the past 20 years as a hobby like what what else what has prepared you to tap into this clearly new and very trendy market that seems to be happening that's so trendy that not even i am aware of it
2: Yes. Yes. You know, it's uh, I remember being told by my uh, my mom and dad that I hated to get dirty when I was a young kid. And I don't know what happened, but I just love it now. Um, it, it's one of those things of, of this sausage cooking for 13 days a year um, in the in the blue collar labor and, um, you know, digging under my classic truck and getting covered in grease and oil. I, I actually uh, doing the Tough Mudder races. I love going and getting dirty. Um, and I realized that the more I do it, that's who I am. And so when I have to go to my real job every day and put on professional clothing, largely for other people, I'm always, I'm always given this, this feeling of, uh, of just your question, Jen, who, who am I? And really, um, I don't mind being dirty. I actually like it. So but can, um,
3: can dirt is different than human blood.
2: Yeah, but it's just indicative of. You know, listen, this is one of those things from, you know, me being uh, a biology major in anatomy and physiology and being able to, um, you know, take animals and, and, and reconstruct their skeletons after you remove the flesh. Uh, this is one of those things where the fact that you don't mind getting dirty actually allows you to have full enjoyment of a meal. Okay.
1: You're saying you can, you can get in there way better if you're not worried about the cleanup afterwards. That's totally kind of the ethos. Oh. Uh, right. You know, I mean, I, have you
2: ever go into a, go into a corporate cafeteria or a Starbucks nowadays and, and watch people eat with a napkin in their hand? And they're really nervous because they're worried about what you're going to think about them if they spill something on their shirt or, or their tie or their jeans. Um, and so, uh, and there's many, many more jeans wearers than there is certain tie wearers in the world. So, um, Why worry about that stuff? If you had a process that could take this out for people, let people be themselves and not worry about how others are perceiving them while they eat.
1: What makes me want to come in to uh, to eat people dry cleaners? Like, what what attracts me there as as the average consumer? Because you know, Twitter is great, but I just I just what what's the curb appeal for that?
3: Also, so, on that same, just to piggyback before you get to it, thinking about scaling. Also, like this is I don't I don't we don't want to invest in just one location or one store. How are sure. you going to make this bigger than a single entity?
2: Uh, actually this is a conception that works from the chain model instead of the single model out to a chain. Um, this is really, uh, Jen and Tony, I have a question for you. Um, if I asked you where a dry cleaner was right now, would you know? I mean,
1: too far away for me. Like that's, I mean, I I will say there's not a good dry cleaner near me.
3: Oh, I mean, I have my super green organic dry cleaner next to the bagel place. So I'm trying to the world.
2: Okay, so um, but is it on the way? So you said next to the bagel place. You go for bagels a lot, Jen.
3: I do go for bagels a lot.
2: Oh, I love I love bagels. I, I'm a New Yorker, uh, so uh, I miss good bagels out mm-hmm. here. Uh, you know, dry cleaners are one of those things. They're hidden in a strip mall. You'd have to know there was a bagel place to find the mm-hmm. dry cleaner. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd have to. You're watching. You're watching cleaners kind of take a different stride now. We have a, a, a local uh, competitor called Dependable Cleaners, which is basically like, oh, we can clean all of your stuff. Well, of course, any cleaner should be able to clean all of your stuff. But this is really about um, bringing the dry cleaner model to everyone, right? Like Joe the plumber brought politics, uh, to people in the, in the last, uh, couple of elections. Um, we're we're looking for a dry cleaner model that is about you being you, letting you eat whatever you choose to eat and knowing that we got your back.
1: How are you finding customers? Are you, you're just looking at location? Is that your primary, is that one of the primary things we're looking at?
2: We are looking at locations and, and you know where we are, um, we're getting out of the cities where you might find a lot of dry cleaners and we're going straight for the suburbs, um, and in that intersection of where, where country and city kind of meet, um, that's where everybody's moving, largely because of we don't have choices to live in the cities anymore. Um, so we'll be that kind of uh, we want to be the Starbucks of of dry cleaners.
3: OK, yeah, I, I'm Tony. If you got questions, I, I have I have a lot to discuss with you, Tony.
1: Yeah, I, I do too. I think, I think for me, the last thing I want to know, is this defensible? Like, is this something that's a unique process that other dry cleaners wouldn't be able to replicate?
2: Yeah, um, we actually, we already filed the patent um, specifically for f- flesh-related stains. I think the other thing is I would just love to hear one
1: story of, of maybe one of your customers or one of your one person besides you um, whose life has been made better by this. Do you have do you have a, an endorsement or a story uh, that you can tell me from from one of your uh, your I'm hoping many customers um, that, that kind of illustrates exactly what y'all are going for?
2: You know, I had a friend of ours uh, put us in touch with with Hannibal Lecter because we really wanted to see if this could get the flesh stains out that we said it could. Um, and he is using us exclusively now. We're running currently uh, out of a, a small shop in Spokane. And so um, he ships his clothes in and, and we run the process on his, on his clothes. And, and he's told us that uh, nobody else has been able to clean his, his clothes as, as, as clean as we have.
0: Ken, as Tony and Jen head off to their fortress of solitude to munch on your proposal, how are you feeling? Well, you know, I've 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 been to many
2: of these pitches, and I've given a fair bit myself. And what I do know is that the judges are asking lots of questions. They're intrigued by the idea. So I think the scalability uh, and the conversations around how it really takes off is is one of those things that I might need to work on. But I think they could see the the potential in this growing market. As I mentioned, that cannabis was underground, and now it is a multi-billion-dollar business. I think. Uh, Cannibalism will be the next business uh, after people are done uh, with cryptocurrencies.
0: Well, what do you say, dear listeners? Are you ready to drop your bitcoins on this morally dubious business venture? It's up to you to decide whether to invest or arrest with Dr. Ken Sagendorf. Head over to brandstanding.show and cast your vote. In the meantime, let's head on in with Jen and Tony.
1: Did are you okay there? You look a little green.
0: I'm I'm all right.
3: I um yeah, I I don't even eat animals. Like I I had to change cuz I was like, "Oh my god, I offended the cannibal." Like that is my life today. I've clearly offended the guy that's like, "I make sausage for 20 years. What's the sausage made out of, Tony? What is it made out of?"
1: <laughs> I was not clear on that at first either. I just thought Maybe in maybe in the sausage industry that flesh is the normal term, uh, for for what you call meat. Like I, I yeah I was a little bit cut off by that. You know um, we we try to keep an open mind here. We know we have we have judges from lots of different backgrounds. Yeah. Um, uh, but I uh, yeah I, I I was not clear on that at, at first. Also, like I just thought it was for people who who enjoyed eating. Um, but um, let set, setting setting that aside as much as we possibly can. Yeah. Uh, w- what did you think about the business?
3: Um, yeah, okay, just recenter in a second, like, all right, five things I see, four things I hear, three things, my therapist is getting this bill, um, I, I really, I agreed with you in the sense about, like, the dry cleaning industry being, being really crowded right now, and I could, um... I I am a little shook by all of this. I would say that I would like to see more about scaling beyond because it felt a little distracted with the sense of like tapping into these restaurants that they could clean the restaurants and then tapping into the everyday person. Like I like the authenticity aspect. You know how I am. It's like sell the yeah. service that you're offering people. I know how you are. Sell the person, not the person's body for consumption, but. <laughs> What do you think? Yeah, it, it would
1: have been a very different conversation had he come in actually pitching his his sausage company. Because I have, which I understand is just a passion for him, but I have questions about sourcing. Yeah. <laughs> I have questions about supply chain. Yes. Uh, I have questions about addresses, legality, other things that maybe we should hand on to local police. But yeah. but again, setting all those things aside, um, you know, I, I, I kind of sense some of the same thing. Like, I feel like this is, this is... Ooh,
3: You can't even mute your phone just for this one investor meeting. I mean, honestly.
1: Sorry about that. Sorry about that. No, it's uh, you know, it's it's that's that's investor life. That's investor life. I mean, you know, like you you've got to be on hand uh, and 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 ready to go whenever whenever opportunity knocks. I don't think that was the opportunity that I want to discuss. I'm way more interested uh, in in this conversation. This may be one of the most interesting conversations uh, we've ever had. So uh, you know, there's all those things. But like I said, setting setting all that aside, uh, he actually does tick off. A number of my boxes, while missing a number of other ones. So yeah, I love how connected he is. I I I loved him as a person. Like he was he was surprisingly relatable. Um, Like it is shocking. Like it does make me second guess kind of everything about who I know who might be interested in this business. I also feel like you know though he may be targeting towards cannibals. Like I I'm a messy eater. Like I've got a beard. Like uh, you know like it's 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 a it's a problem sometimes. Just what what kind of falls down. And, and my dry cleaning bills are huge. I mean, these, these silk, these silk suits don't clean as easily as a lot of people might think. Um, no, they are very no, they're very reasonable, you know, it's hard. So if you want to look good, you want, you want to, and you, and you spend a lot of money on your clothes, you want to maintain that. And so, you know, I, there's a, there's a lot here and I, I am a meat eater. Like I, I know that, you know uh, uh, you know, that we, we've got the, the eggs Benedict and the, and the vegetarian tofu like Benedict also too on the table here in front of us. But I just, I, I think the big box for me that he missed, and this usually isn't one of my high ones up, is I I still don't understand what makes somebody choose his dry cleaning company over another beyond potentially location. I'm very popular. I see
3: that. I was going to say, like, you keep muting these poor people, though. I mean, you're... The people that you invest in, do you do you care about them beyond this moment? Because that's what makes me nervous. The amount of times that I've heard just mute and seeing you just decline those calls, but I, I get- do. But
1: I'm, i I think the person in front of me is more important than the person who's oh. trying to break so oh, you. Oh, that's so. To me, so um, well, I hear what you're
3: saying, because like in that sense of like, like who who is he talking to? Like who is he connecting? Does anyone want this particular product? So in that sense, or this particular service? I'm still in between on it. Yeah. If it's a, if, is is he offering this experience of like, hey, drop off your dye cleaning and don't be judged, because that's something I could get behind. But if he's offering like, drop off your human blood stain dry cleaning and we won't call Elliot and Olivia from law and order special victims unit. Like, I don't think I could get behind something like that.
1: Yeah. And, and I just didn't hear, hear a marketing plan that really resonated with me. Like I even, I, sure. I, I think it, to me, like flesh and clean, it just jumps off the page at me. Right. Like I, uh-huh. there's, uh-huh. there's these, these things he could be working in there to really kind of drive home uh, the fact that the, the, the kind of the two sides of this service. And I don't feel like he, he's even really pushing one of them. Well, now, I do, I do know. Like location is huge. I, I mentioned it. Like I, there's not a good dry cleaner near me. Like I have to drive twenty or thirty minutes because I'm in the uh, suburb to uh. get to a good dry cleaner. Like and, and and that's not even the best dry cleaners. That's just the closest ones that I don't have to worry about getting my clothes ruined. Uh, and so I, I would love to have something that is way more convenient. Getting out of the city. Um, where there is, you know, less about being being really intentional about where you place mm-hmm. uh, those things. Uh, I think that's actually a really winning strategy. And so, well,
3: what about so? So here's my question, though, because. If, if cannibalism is up on the rise and it was underground and it's headed on up like there's still the legality of it i mean cannabis is still dealing with it right now you've got all of those cbd edibles that are being pulled off people can't use it in coffee at like coffee shops things like that so what happens in that liability like you've got your silk coat like joe down the street who just ate a rib of steve that steve's blood gets steve's missing and steve's blood gets on your silk suit are you you going to jail? Like do I have to handle your investments after that? Or what what like where is he protecting himself along with your funny puns that you're gonna add and this marketing idea? Cause I do think he fits like who you look for in in a company that you want to work with. Like this is this is very much you as a as a person. But are you ready to help him with the liability aspect of it as well? Because this seems a bit like a legal nightmare.
1: I'm not sold this is a business that improves the world. I think that's my number one hangup. Like, um, I, I understand that Hannibal Lecter might like it, and and do I have compassion for those who are imprisoned? Um, yes. Like, do I have compassion for uh, for those who society has in its outskirts, people who've been pushed to the margin? Like, that's that is that is a big part of my heart. Um, I I don't know that I really heard enough about how this makes lives better, in, in order to really kind of to to dive into this, you know, full bore. I, Mm-hmm. I'd be interested in hearing a little bit more but I, I just don't know that it really really got there for me
3: I wish him the best of luck in a lot of ways I personally don't want to meet any of his friends I'm cool not knowing that about my friends so I'm not going to say I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put on the nice gen hat and be like totally wish you the best of luck think it's a great company definitely not for me and you're a wonderful man because I would rather not be consumed today
0: So that's it, dear listeners. When I took my favorite cashmere sweater to eat people dry cleaners, it came back very clean and also infused with barbecue sauce. Figure that one out. Anyway, it's now up to you. Head to brandstanding.show and vote on the fate of Dr. Ken's idea. Invest or arrest. You can also vote by texting the word invest or the word arrest to 63566. That's the word invest or the word arrest to 63566. Oh, what's that? I must have forgot to turn my phone off.
4: Hello, this is Taylor from Legal, and even though some people are trying to avoid me, I'm legally required to read the following disclaimer. Regardless of what any excitable announcer may tell you, this show is a shameless promotional plug for a fabulously fun improv game available on Kickstarter this May. The announcer was played by Mark Diney, creative director of Sounder & Key. Tony Decinda is head game designer of Balthazar Games and the host of the Threshold Podcast. Jen Alinichuk Brown is the founder of the engaging educator and fearless Winston Salem and can be online stalked on Instagram at Yes and Jen Brown or Twitter at Jen Alinichuk. Ken Sagendorf was played by himself, Dr. Ken Sagendorf, professor at the Anderson College of Business and director of the Innovation Center at Regis University in Denver, Colorado. Find out more about the great work Dr. Ken does with real startups at regis.edu slash Anderson. Brand Standing is produced by Sounder & Key in partnership with I.O. Theater. The I.O. Theater is home to Chicago's best improv comedy with shows seven nights a week. They offer classes in improv, writing, and more. If you're looking for more fun podcasts by IO, check out The Bat in which a team of IO performers improvise for your amusement entirely in the dark. Visit ioimprov.com or find them on social at IOChicago. And of course, I'm Taylor from Legal, but if I wasn't, I'd be Trisha Vicinda. Finally, I'm legally required to state that brand standing may not be for everyone. Please ensure that your insurance provider is aware that you're engaging in this activity. Extended listening has been known to lead to hiccups, people's jimmies getting wrestled, and thinking up names for an internet cafe marketed to the pathologically forgetful while you're refereeing your kid's t-ball game.